Welcome to episode 45 of How About the Muskies. I'm Connor. I'm joined today by Andrew. The Mats neither could be here today, but there's a lot to talk about. And let's just get right into it. I mean, UConn beat Mississippi Valley State earlier this week. There's a Stefan Castle injury. There's an Indiana game. There's a lot to go on. We'll start with Mississippi Valley State, obviously. We expected it to be a blowout. It was a 45-point. UConn was 45-point favorites. They only ended up winning by 34, so kind of kind of underwhelming in that regards. But the story of this game was Cam Spencer, a career-high seven threes, 25 points. It was just an unreal performance, exactly what we're looking for out of him when he came here. When he transferred in from Rutgers, we need him to hit threes when we lose Hawkins and Joey and Naheem. So that was clutch. It's great to see. Obviously, there was no castle. I'll get into that. But what were your thoughts about that Mississippi Valley game? Well, so I've been thinking about it for a couple of days, and I feel like there's a slight overreaction here. You know, obviously we didn't play like the best talent, but you know, they're still division one basketball team. Now, obviously not the caliber we are, but we still won by what, like 20 something, 30 even maybe. So I just like, yeah, we did play ugly. We really didn't play good at all, but I mean, we weren't going to lose that game no matter what, with the roster we have here. So I feel like I'm obviously, I wasn't like, I wouldn't say I'm pleased with how we played, but, I mean, there's a slight overreaction, in my opinion. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Cam Spencer, my God. He just proved the world exactly what he wanted to do. You know, obviously, we talked about how he was mad after the Stonehill game. He was beating up chairs and stuff. He was angry, and he used that anger to drop 25 points against Mississippi Valley State. So, I feel like... That's a game like last year or no, no, not last year. The year before that, where we hardly beat somebody at XL. Oh, man, who was it? It was a really weird team. And I'm going to remember it eventually later in the episode. But we it was Maryland Eastern Shore. That's who it was. We hardly beat them at XL. And I feel like that's a game that people just completely forgot about. And we moved on. Now, obviously, this game wasn't as bad as that. But that's going to be what this game is. You know, we won. Cool, lots of film to watch. Move on, get ready for the Empire Classic in New York this weekend. Yeah, obviously all five starters were in double figures. Solo Ball's first career start, he got 10 points. But the fouls in this one was a little yeah, a little annoying. I mean, there were 46 fouls combined in this game. I, I was at the game, I saw John Fanta, he was denouncing it. He said it was like watching paint dry because of all the whistle stoppages in a 30, 40, almost 40-point game. It's just I – don't, I don't know if that's the refs or what it is. Like, Caravan was in foul trouble the whole time. He had three in the first half alone. I, it's just I, – I don't know. Well, there's no reason to have all those fouls in a game versus Mississippi Valley State. But I'm just – I'm excited to see Donovan McLean this weekend because, like I mentioned in the previous episodes, he hasn't played anyone that's gone up to his shoulder yet defensively and Indiana has a couple of guys that are 611 7 foot that can really physically challenge him Klingon had 17 tonight another last night or whatever night I don't know he had 17 against Mississippi Valley State just effortless inside and I'm really excited to see Tristan Newton as the primary point guard as well obviously last year he did it he had Andre as his sidekick this year obviously Castle but he's out so it's really just Newton running the show ball handling I'm curious to see how that will be yeah, it's just it's gonna be next man up now. I mean, Castle, he said it's not season end season ending, so I probably would have cried if that was the case. But you know, we had hardly any injuries last year. We had Samson, but that was really it. So we had the couple in the beginning with Hawkins and Jackson, but 
nothing too long-term. And now, of course, this is the college basketball gods paying us back for having an injury-free season. But anyway, you know, I was excited to see Kellel Ware go up against Castle, but obviously that's not going to happen now. I would have to think that Newton is going to guard him because he's the only guy I could imagine who would guard him, maybe throw a double on him with somebody like Solo Ball. But I, I want to hear your thoughts on that, Carton. Do you think Newton guards Kellel Ware? Well, I'm not putting you on the spot, but Khalil Ware is a seven-footer. Oh, so, that's right. Wrong yeah, guy. My bad. It is wrong. Not, not, against him. Yeah. He's he's an interesting one. Obviously, we played against him. We'll get into Indiana now. There's nothing really more to say about Mississippi yeah. Valley State. Khalil Ware, we played against him. He was at Oregon last year, five-star. He's, he's, he's a stretch big. He can put it on the floor. He's clearly their best player through the first few games for Indiana. Obviously, Klingon will be on him. You can even maybe switch a caramaner. I obviously I would say or Johnson, but he'll be on him when he's in the game. But uh, he's just because he can space the floor a little bit. He may he may have Caravan on him because they have other bigs like Malik Renault, who's not really a stretch. Maybe they switch that around Caravan on Ware and Klingon on Renault. It'll be interesting to see. I feel like well the Hoosiers are not a great three point shooting team. I believe I saw they made eleven through three games, which is not a lot, and they've played some pretty bad opponents and they played all of them real close. Army, they played close. Wright State last night, they played close and Wright State didn't have their best player. They only won by nine. It's just Indiana is, they're good. They're definitely our best game so far, but they're not the Indiana of even last year when they were a four or five seed in the tournament. Obviously big event in this tournament, this Empire Classic is Texas. Hopefully we get to play them, but all eyes in Indiana, even though they're not as Great as advertised, as we may have thought a couple months ago. Yeah, this is definitely – by the way, I was thinking of Trey Galloway. You know, it's mm-hmm. early, wrong name. But, yeah, yeah I think Noon will guard him. But anyway, um, yeah, Indiana is going to obviously, obviously be our toughest game. But for this game, we just got to play with more discipline. I mean, I've noticed in the first three games, we have not played with much discipline. Like, there's literally no reason for Caravan to have four fouls against Mississippi State, Mississippi Valley State, like, no no reason whatsoever. And I feel like that's going to come back to bite us if we just start playing in these non-con games like without discipline because we're going to get into a tough Big East game. And we can't have three guys with four fouls. That's just not going to work because they're going to be calling people from the stands to come in and play. So we just, we've got to play with more discipline, especially against Indiana where obviously a guy like Ware or even um, Mackenzie Mbeko, I think that's how you say his name, Mbako. They're going to be trying to get fouls because they probably watched the film of Mississippi Valley State and they know that we didn't play with much discipline, especially for a guy like Carbon who might be guarding Mbako. He's going to be looking for those fouls. So we just we've got to play with more discipline. That's the key for this game. I'm a little worried about the bench depth, obviously, with solo ball stepping into the lineup, the bench. Against Mississippi Valley State, five guys came off the bench in the rotation. Diara Johnson, obviously. Then Stuart Ross and Apostolos got a little bit of run. He looked okay out there. I mean, I don't know. There was only how many bench points? Let's see. There were 11 bench points against yeah. Mississippi Valley State, which it's all right. But obviously last year our strength was the bench with Joey, Naheem, Hassan, Donovan this year. I'm not saying those guys, I mean, I think they are worse overall as a unit, but I'm not saying they can't be at least serviceable. I mean, we're still waiting for the breakout of Ross and Stewart. And I guess Ball, he had 10 points, but he really hasn't blossomed. He went three for 12. I feel like those guys are going to really have to step it up in the next how many ever, ever games 
Castle's out. Obviously, there's no official timetable, but I don't. I think it might be a little bit. I mean, we went from on Tuesday afternoon expecting him. Oh, he's fine. We don't suspect an injury to now. He's not out for the season. Oh, good. I mean, yeah, I'm not. I'm annoyed about that. But like, what the heck? The phrasing of "not out for the season" makes it seem like it'll be close. Not saying it Great. will be. Like, I have a weird feel. I have no insight at all, unfortunately. I, I have a weird feeling we're looking at, like, Big East play for him. Obviously, just because, like, just because of the, the nature of, like, how Hurley's, like, responded to questions. Like, oh, he's not out for the year. He'll be missed some time, though. Like, miss some time is not miss a week. It's probably yeah. maybe four to six weeks or whatever. But And they didn't look too great without him. Not saying – that's just one outlier game, but it'll be interesting to see how they maneuver without Stefan Castle for a while. And I mean, look at who they got on the schedule now. We've got Indiana and possibly Texas, and then we've got Kansas and UNC, who's got some fantastic guards there. So I really just hope that he's good by Big East play because if if we start losing these games, like if we drop that to Kansas and UNC, and even if we lose to Texas or Indiana, we're really going to need him back for Big East play because we're going to have to make up a lot of ground by winning those games. Yeah, you look at the 20-game non-conference winning streak, all of which are by double oh, digits. Yeah. That's at, at least the double-digit part is in jeopardy. That's in jeopardy every night, especially in this Empire tournament, but especially – the overall winning streak of 20 games, I think I don't think they're going to go undefeated in non-conference play. I hope I'm wrong, but I just see a couple of losses. I saw a couple of losses before your starting point guard was out, but it's going to be – it might be a rough couple of weeks, but th- th- there's a lot to look forward to overall. Oh, yeah. I mean, just seeing the next guy up, like this could be Tristan Newton's way of making an NBA team next year. You know, you never know. Yeah, you look at – we've had three different leading scorers in three games, and none of them are Donovan Klingon. So that just shows the depth that this team has. Even if it's – like, the depth is only at the top, like we have different guys that can beat you, I still feel like the depth is very important. And I'm curious to see how we match up size-wise. We mentioned this – I already mentioned Renault and where – you mentioned Mackenzie Mbako. He was the Duke commit – or the Duke recruit, whatever the correct term is, but he decommitted – after Filipowski announced he was coming back and he went to Indiana. He's a legit like six, seven, six, eight. He's gonna be at their three. And that's kind of like the same size as Caravan, who's our four. So that's gonna be interesting yeah. matchup wise. I could see maybe it, it goes both ways. Like obviously they're gonna have a hard time guarding like having him guard Cam Spencer. But we're gonna have a guard Spencer, whoever's on him may have a hard time because of the size differential. But I could see some zone from both teams in this one just because of the the size the size differential, especially from Indiana, they could go a two, three, put three bruisers down low. I, I, I feel like, I feel like Hurley's ready for something like that. And I feel like we could, we could thwart that. Obviously teams have played zone against us a lot so far this year, because there's no reason to man up Donovan Klingon when you're six, seven. So we've seen a lot of zone. So I'm, I'm very confident in that, but I kind of expect to see some Indiana zone. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we could definitely see it, especially like, like you just said with the size thing, with Mbako being the three and Caravan being the four, obviously Spencer's not going to guard Mbako. At least I don't think. But, you know, maybe, as dumb as this might sound, maybe you put a guy like Solo Ball on him sometimes. I mean, even though it's he's got four or five inches on him, you know, he's still 
a defender who's going to cause disruptions in there. And sometimes with those bigger guys, if you just cause a disruption, they won't be able to handle the ball and they'll start throwing it away or not being able to finish. So, I mean, we'll we'll see. I feel like Hurley knows exactly what he's doing, and this is definitely what he's been waiting for was a game like this. Yeah, we've mentioned a lot of front court, front court, front court for Indiana. That's really what they have. Their guards aren't the greatest. You mentioned Trey Galloway. He's all right. He had 15 points last night. He's a guy that could knock down a three once in a while, but not a lot of guys on that team can. Like I said, they've made 11 all season so far. Xavier Johnson's their point guard. He's a little undersized. He's he's a good floor general, but I'm, I feel like Tristan Tristan's better than him. And off the bench, even though I said I'm worried about our bench, I feel like our bench is still better than theirs, which is a good a good sign. They have a freshman, Gabe Cups, who's been solid. But I think we can talk about the other two teams a little bit, or one of them more. Um, Louisville, there's we just hope we don't play Louisville. There's yeah. I don't think there's a world where we win and we play Louisville. If they upset Texas, that would be shocking. So it was really it's this first game is really huge because you don't want to. You'd much rather be. Obviously, much rather be two and zero, but one and one in this tournament with the win being over Louisville is not how you want to spend your weekend in New York City. But exactly. We'll talk about Texas. They got some guards. Obviously, Indiana's the big team. Texas has guards: Max A. Smith, Tyrese Hunter, Orton, who just transferred in. They got some shooters, which I think that matches up well with us. They don't have really a true good big. They have Caden Shedrick, who transferred over from Virginia. He's He's solid. He's a big body, but Klingon should be able to handle that. I feel like Texas is kind of a similar team to like a Gonzaga from last year, obviously minus the Timmy. They have all these decent to above average guards that can score. They have defenders, but I, I just feel like we match up well against them and we should have no problem if we play on Monday night. Well, they're a complete opposite from Indiana. I mean, that's the thing. Indiana's got all the bigs and then Texas has all the guards. So that's, that's why this tournament is in our favor, kind of, because we have both. You know, we've got Klingon, who can definitely defend Kellel Ware. And then we've got Newton, who's going to be able to defend the, the Texas guards if we win with ball. So, you know, we kind of match up well against both teams. But I am curious to see what Hurley puts out as a starting lineup. Because, I mean, hell, he could throw Hassan Diar in the starting lineup just for defense. Who knows? But... I don't know. I feel like this is a game where we might not see a lot of of Cam Spencer, honestly. You know, because we've gotta we've gotta have the bigger bodies out there. So you know, maybe you see a a Samson in the starting lineup with God Caravan at the three. You know, <laughs> I just I don't I don't know what we're gonna see in this game. It's gonna be really interesting. Yeah, I think it'd be tough to not play Cam even with the size differential. But I agree with you. I mean, about... he'll play. But... Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. But yeah. I agree with you about Tiara. When I once I heard Castle was out, I almost like just penciled in him to start. I didn't expect him to go solo ball this soon, especially like we always say Hurley and his freshmen. They kind of got to earn their way. Like Singare is not really going to play at all this year. Ross and Stewart probably only one of them will play once we get into Big East play. But I was shocked to see Solo, and he obviously earned it and deserved it. And I think he'll stay in there. I don't think that was a one game thing, but DR is going to be called upon for some big minutes defensively. I feel like since they're, like I said, their guards aren't great. You can take advantage of that on the defensive end. DR get a couple of steals deflections. I just, I'm just excited overall for a game that we might lose. Uh, I, that's a weird way to put it, but like, I'm excited to go into a game, not knowing we're going to win by 35. Exactly. 
it's been a while, obviously, since the tournament. Even in the tournament last year, there's some we yeah. knew we're winning. Like we weren't losing to San Diego State in the national oh. championship. I mean, I I don't think we're gonna lose to Indiana, but I feel like there's more of a chance there than the game last year versus the Aztecs. Yeah, I mean, even like in the tournament, the only game I was genuinely worried about losing at one point in the game was the St. Mary's game, honestly, because we pulled away against Arkansas early, same against Gonzaga, same with Miami and San Diego State. So the only real game I was worried about losing, I knew we weren't going to lose Iona, but the only one I was really worried about losing was St. Mary's, and we ended up pulling away for that one too. So it is going to be kind of relieving to have a game where we're not up by 40, you know, so – yeah, the Iona one was a little scary in that first half, obviously down. And I remember Danis Jenkins, who's now on St. John's, he, a point guard who's like 6'2", just block clinging. That was like, yeah. oh, okay. no, maybe this might actually happen. But no, obviously. And I knew once once you're up by 35 against Gonzaga, I know yeah. you're not losing another game. So, yeah, but that we're getting sidetracked here. We have the Empire Classic to talk about, and I think we'll do some players to watch. You want to you wanna go first and yeah. choose one? We'll do the whole weekend, not just the Indiana game. Entire weekend, I'm going to go with Klingon because this is his breakout game. I mean, we've talked about how he needed to go up against big competition, and a lot of what we said is later, soon, but later, like Dickinson, Baycott, Kalkbrenner, all those guys. But first big test, Kellogg Ware right here. And I'm gonna go a duo, Stewart and Ross. I mean, you you guys haven't. I say you guys like I'm talking directly to them. They haven't. They haven't really done too much so far. They've had a couple of flashes, but they're gonna be called upon for some significant minutes because all the minutes in these games are gonna be significant. I feel like they need to step it up a little bit from what they've done so far. If that's Ross making a three, if that's Stewart getting a big offensive board or put have a putback. Whatever it may be, they need to step up because they're really our eighth and ninth men right now. And you can play the starters as much as you want. You still need those guys for at least a couple of minutes to produce. And obviously, they're kind of thrown into the ring of fire here with no castle. There's a chance you may only see one of Stewart or Ross tomorrow or Sunday, whenever it is. I'm, I'm losing track of days here. I'm just excited for the game. But yeah, I feel like Stewart and Ross are my guys to watch for this one. And I think unless you got anything else, I'll do it here for this quick little episode, just the two of us. You got anything else? No, I just can't wait to see this Empire Classic. Hopefully we come away with another small tournament trophy. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, that's the team has a lot of goals. They start small winning the Empire Classic. Then it's Big East regular season, Big East tournament, and then obviously NCAA. They reached some of those last year, some more important than others, but yeah, it should be an exciting weekend. Obviously, we, we'll learn a lot about the team no matter what happens. We'll learn where we are without Castle. We'll learn what we need to improve on if if the depth is good enough. Another guy, another not really another player to watch, but Samson Johnson, how he reacts to these. Because he, he's been dunking on everyone on Mississippi Valley State and NAU. I want to see what he does against Indiana. But, yeah, it's going to be an exciting weekend of hoops, obviously. No Stefan Castle. Well, I assume by our next episode, we'll have more of an update on him. So we can go into detail there. And obviously, if you follow the Instagram account I have, you kind of have the updates. I'll have everything as soon as I see it there. So the latest on Castle, we'll have it for you. We'll have it covered. And yeah, that's all we got. Thanks for watching and enjoy the Empire Classic.